This podcast is proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli. Hello and welcome to Tampa Tantrum episode the 88. 88. The jet lag edition brought oh to God. you by KLM and Norwegian Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our new sponsors, along with Simonelli, our yeah. wonderful partners. Um, we are. What time is it back home right now? Four fifty in the morning. Fifty in the morning. We are in San Francisco. We are. It is actually eight fifty at night. Yeah. Uh, we've made it through a whole day. That is the voice of the lovely Jen Ruglow. Very jet lagged. Very jet lagged. It's, it's a nice alliteration there. Yeah. Jet lag Jen. Jet lag Jen. <laughs> and sleepy Steve. <laughs> and and who, who have we got here? Um, the barista champion of the United Kingdom, Mr. Dale Harris. Dozy Dale. Dozy Dale. <laughs> no. That's nothing to do with the lag. <laughs> um, we're putting this together because... We haven't got a podcast done. No, no, that's not true. Like, we actually have two really exciting podcasts mm-hmm. that we will be releasing post San Francisco um, that we have recorded already. Yep. We're really excited about. We are. But we are doing some super secret fun stuff on Saturday and we didn't want to let it slip. So you can't hear those yet, Saws. You get us in our very jet lagged. You would like to say what the two are? Is it a secret? Because the audience might not believe you. They might think... No, well, you just have to... It's a trust thing, Dale. Yeah. Like, it's a trust thing. Our listeners trust us. So, San Francisco... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm moving on quickly there. Yeah. (laughs) So, why are we in San Francisco, Jen? Gosh, Steve, I have... No, why are we in San Francisco? (laughs) Because we wanted a holiday. Yeah, a holiday. Um, Now, we're here for Tampa Tantrum, which is happening with uh, GitHub. 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 Git. You're a git. I know. (laughs) You're a git. (laughs) There's there's a mistranslation there between the continents. Yeah. Um, GitHub, which is like, as it's been explained to us... um, uh, Dropbox and Wikipedia for software engineers. Uh, basically, I think the, the like it's, it's a place where people can come together and, and do the coding bit and mm. uh, collaborate and build great things. So, you know, that's and, what it is. And Wrecking Ball have a cafe they do. in there. They and do. they had contacts for us to take advantage of that lovely space. Dear lovely Wrecking Ball, what would we do without them? Uh, Nick and Trish have been amazing. They They've been... Um, so great, their entire team has been amazing, yeah. and um, I have nothing but sheer love for them at this very moment. <laughs> but now it's great to be doing something here, I, I mean, do, should, we, should we go through the speakers, or is that just too long-winded and boring? I mean, so I guess there's a, there's a lot to look forward to, so like we've been, like previous events we have released stuff super early, mm. and we have like shouted the heck about it, and this one, like... For a number of reasons, we were a little bit <laughs> later in doing that. What were those reasons, Jen? <laughs> uh, I had a near mental breakdown at the beginning of this year, and I needed to take some time off. I don't think it was necessarily that. I think we 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 won we aimed high with our speakers. We and, did, yeah. And it takes a lot of energy and yes. time to commit for those. Yeah kind of people to, to sign up for it. It's not a simple yes. That's they have true. very busy diaries, and they're not quite true. sure where they'll be. Yeah. But we've got them. 
We did get them, and I'm really excited about it. So I was saying, I think I've said to you, I've definitely said to Dale, I definitely have said to Nick, like, New York for me went so well. I didn't know how we could come back from that without missing, like, falling short of the mark. And <laughs> the program that we have for this Saturday, I think, like, it's, it's not the same. Nope. But I think we have met that high expectation yet again with the people that we've managed to, to get to come in and speak and the, the programming that's been put together and I'm so excited about it. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a fun one for sure. Yeah. Um, so, um, what have we been doing today? Well, I feel like I've said this 12 million times already but these people haven't heard it. So, nope. we were up at 4am and by we, I mean, not you, you were asleep. Oh, you managed snorry, to... snore, snore. <laughs> for, for at least another hour until it was brought juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I managed to sleep through the juice as well. It's okay. Where do you want the juice? <laughs> I put it in your hand. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, that was Steve this morning. No, um, woke up super early, couldn't go back to sleep. So uh, coffee shops open here at a very reasonable hour of 6 a.m. Yeah. God bless the baristas here. Um, and yeah, so we, we went to Ritual on Valencia Ritual Street. Ritual Valencia. Yeah, uh, which has been redone. So I, I lived here in 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things have changed since then. And, and I, I realized like I am four years older than that now. So um, let's not think about that. But uh, yeah, like I, I had never been to that location and it was super exciting to go. Like I'd seen sort of pictures of the refit, but it's really gorgeous. And um, it was nice and quiet. It was like seven in the morning and I, you could tell that things were about to kick off, but yeah. it was, um, yeah, it was a really chill vibe to start the, chill way to start the day. And a very beautiful shop, uh, nice equipment, mm. nice baristas. Many things I wanted to bring home. Many, many cool bits of merch, and uh, Dale had to stop me from buying all the things. I've had to hold back today on merch, too, because yeah. the thing is, I get home with it, and it's like, why have I got a baseball cap? I don't wear baseball caps. I don't need one yeah. of those, and I have several of them that I don't wear already and have yeah. never worn. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's a ritual for me is the kind of place that, and I'm sure it wasn't, I'm sure there were lots of people before, but that kicked off the kind of the specialty scene here. Mm. So, yeah, you know. Pete's were from here yeah. and the, that that whole history and you know the Bay Area has a very strong history of coffee but it's not necessarily been what we class as specialty yeah. coffee I think it's very but Ritual were the first ones that really kind of um, kicked it on yeah. Ritual and Four Barrel they were the yeah. ones that you read about when you were yeah. I guess the thing with Ritual is I kind of knew a few people there and I knew some of the buyers so they yeah. that's why they were super fresh in my mind yeah. that um I remember meeting Ryan um, at a Cup of Excellence fairly early yeah. on, and that kind of stuck in my head. Yeah. So I guess it's also what you're exposed to. Yeah. Um, but from Ritual, you came back with Ritual Coffee, and yes, then we, did. we went to... Well, then, while you were doing emails and catching up on everything that had happened on the opposite side of the world, mm. we ran and did some errands for the event. Um, you went to Target. That's hardly news for a podcast, is it? No, I'm just saying we ran some errands, but like it's more, more so to illustrate the, the fact that like this today has been non-stop, because mm. it has. So we, we, went, we did that, we came back, we picked you and Joanna up, and then we went to... Wrecking ball. We did. We did this. We did the obligatory selfie with oh, the pineapple. So many pineapple selfies. I'm really sorry about your Instagram feeds today, folks, because um, it's been nothing but pineapple mm-hmm. selfies. I think. If you follow us four, then yeah, that's all you got. All in a row. Yeah. If we're the only four people you follow. <laughs> strange account. Dull yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no, Wrecking Ball was all everything I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, apart from it looks, it's a bit bigger than it looks on photos. Yeah. That was definitely was a one thing that struck me. Yeah. The bench is bigger. And uh, but beautiful part of town. Um, and then we went to look at the furniture store. We did because um, I put Saint Frank into the sat nav because I knew it was close by, and it took us to a different Saint Frank that was a beautiful cushion shop. Mm. Uh, so the key for you folks here is to not type ST, it's to write out the word Saint. Mm-hmm. Or St. Frank Coffee. Or St. Frank Coffee. Yeah. Mm, that and could, it gets that's you to the Polk Street location. But, but that was huge. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's and a beautiful big shop. Mm-hmm. No, they're really pretty. And, and I think the thing that struck me from visiting those two places, that obviously I'm, I, I had some of the ritual because mm-hmm. uh, she brought some back, but it was, um, the coffee's really good. Yeah. It was super solid. Yeah, yeah both of us coffees were lovely. A nice Burundi yeah. filter. Frank and you had... Cafe tonic. Cafe tonic. Because at that point I had so many cups of filter. And I thought... Cafe tonic. So my name is Cafe tonic. It was, yeah, trying to avoid being catatonic at that point. Mm. Yeah. Then what did we do? Then we hopped in a car and we went across the... Tom, are we dead? Came Tom Owen Day. Yeah. So, a little bit of history for Tom Owen for those listening for the first time. Mm. First time listeners. Um, is <laughs> long time callers. Long time callers. Um, I am a little bit obsessed with Tom Owen. Are you now? Yeah. And there was a court order against me that I wasn't allowed to go within 100 metres. Yeah. But that's expired because I've been good. Yeah. And he forgot. Um, <laughs> So we went and knocked on his door yeah. and went and checked out the new suite. Well, it's not new now. It's obviously a year old, but it's... It's new enough. He was in the other enough. location for, what, 10 years? Yeah. So it's yeah. new. So the, 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 their location, and Tom graciously gave us way more of his time than I felt we deserved. Yeah. Um, and that's going to come out as a podcast in the future. Yes. Um, but it's... Are we going to produce a video podcast or are we going to do... We might do, because we, we should be. I haven't done one for a while yeah. of a video podcast, and I think yeah. that would be fun. Super special treat for all of you. Yeah, and you could just see the sheer terror in Tom's face all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing here? I thought the court order was still in place. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really cool. What was what struck me the most about it, because like I've known you for a long time now, mm. and like I've known of Tom, but I definitely haven't delved into Tom's work, say, as much as you have. Mm. Um, and... Like, you would ask him a question, and he would give you an answer, and i go, that's such a Steve answer. And then I had to realize that, no, actually, that's where you got it from. And it was, like, getting this whole window into, like, a part of your history that was really fascinating, because it was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, I have kind of stole everything good that he's ever done and <laughs> tried to make it my own. I, I am the king of plagiarism. Mm. Um, but no, like, I, I really, you know, I obviously really enjoyed yeah. doing doing it, but also... He's just such an interesting guy. He's not your normal coffee guy. No. You know, he kind of comes across as incredibly independent. Mm. Like, he does his stuff and he doesn't care whatever it is. And I think that's why his customers love, love him so much as well, is that mm. he's just, he has such belief in what he does yeah. that he doesn't need any affirmation from people like me or yeah. you or Dale or, or anybody else. He just kind of be like, he does it. Is that what you aspire really. to? Um, to an extent, yeah. Although I like people saying nice things too. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> like, I think that's that's the one place where I see you differing. Yeah. But um, I think there's lots lots there that... Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, you kind of play your own furrow, and yeah. you live and die by your own decisions. And... But, like, the things that he would say about, like, you know, he just 
Not that he knew his customers really well, but he that he built his business around what he wanted. Yes. Yeah. And you know, if people found that fascinating or interesting and, and engaging, then so be it. And if not, then... But that's the first time I've actually heard him say oh, really? that. really? I actually okay. didn't know that. That was kind of news to me. Mm. And it's something I yeah. harked on about a lot. Yeah. He's like, keep one person happy and mm-hmm. you're pleasing one person. If you try and please other people, you yeah. face the risk of not pleasing anybody, which yeah. is... I, I, I like the odds of at least one person being happy. Yeah. Um, but no, I, that was that was quite a shock to me. It was mm. not something that I, I knew from mm-hmm. the past. So, um, yeah, there was lots of interesting stuff come out of it. One of them is the debate topic that we're going to have yes. um, at the event on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he gave some good insight stuff into that as well. Yeah, I mean, there's... I think, honestly, we probably could have stayed a lot longer than we did. And like he, like he said, very graciously gave us lots more of his time than I think we anticipated we would be able to take. And, um, yep. yeah. yeah. No, that was, that was super good. And um, then we got to go and see Wrecking Ball's Roastery. No, then we went to GitHub. Oh, we did, yes. We went to see the space first, of course. Yeah, which is an incredible, incredible mm. space. And, and like Nick and the Wrecking Ball team, but then also Drew and AJ at GitHub have just been absolutely phenomenal like anything we need they've been sort of like right there and, and helping us and it is um such a gorgeous so it's purpose but you know like i forgot what it was like to walk into a tech company <laughs> you know it's been it's been long enough that let, let me just get the money and let's make some confetti yeah <laughs> yeah it's a uh, like the the av setup they have and like the the things that we'll be able to like things that we've always wanted to be able to offer our speakers you yeah. know like oh that's there yeah. Like they've got this and they've got this and they've got this and it's yeah I'm really excited for to see how things go on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, and then after that, of course, we went to Wrecking Ball. The Mayor Roastery. Uh, I did say that before. Mayor you did. A bit, yeah. That's okay. Um, and we checked on some things and and got to see the office and see some other cool wallpaper. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got a really great space there and. I got I got a gold December dripper as well. Titanium. 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 What is it about all of the pop songs? Wrecking Ball, Titanium. They're just yeah, mm. just into all of. It. No, it's it's very cool, and that was that was fun. Then we ate lovely, tasty food with yeah. with one of, from the restaurant of one of our speakers. Yes, so. yeah, we went to King Cal, um, with uh, who, which is owned by Pim, uh, who is speaking with Pim. us. Oh. Pim. Pim. I know I only did this because you told me earlier you struggled with the surname. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pim. Pim. I'd stop saying Pim if I were you. It's yeah, not it's not helping, is it? You guys are not helping. This is terrible. <laughs> we're not here to help. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Tesh- do you mistake our roles? Tesha, Tesha Moivivit, I think. I'm in thing. Just say quickly, that's my advice to him quickly. Yeah. Him quickly. You know, so Katie Katie's a massive fan of King Cal and uh, she and Pim had like a little bit of a pre-chat and they are so Katie's gonna be interviewing Pim, which I think is an interesting thing. We haven't really done that at a live event before, like that sort of straight up interview. <sighs> Have we? Uh, oh wait! Yeah, oh, we, did. we did. We did. James Hoffman mm-hmm. got up and yeah, interviewed Aida. That's right. Because Aida wasn't comfortable with the whole presentation yeah. thing, and yeah, that. And so we did. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, but that, I think I think that's really interesting to get like a restaurant tour with with a Michelin star to get up there and talk about kind of like the presentation of things and how that mm. can be mm-hmm. you know super challenging for the consumer yes. and how you overcome that. 
Um, and I think it's a problem we have massively in specialty coffee Absolutely. that um, our expectations of customers coming through the door are not always met by what we're delivering. Yes. Um, and hopefully we can learn some stuff from it that will will be useful to yeah. to introduce into our coffee services mm. in coffee bars across the world. Well, and what's interesting is that actually ties a lot into some of the stuff we talked about with Tom Owen as well. Yes, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think, that, yeah, it's, it's been kind of a, a crazy circular day. There's mm. been a lot sort of that's intertwined and I guess that's part of running an event, but you know, mm. it was nice. Yeah. Um, it felt full circle. Yeah, definitely. So, being as though we've got <coughs> Dale here with us, um, it's a good opportunity to say congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. No, just for getting on the aeroplane and getting here. <laughs> you done other stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, as I said earlier, Dale is now the shortest ever reigning UK barista yeah, I, champion I ever. Five months, I think. <laughs> oh well, let's let's wait and see. Who knows what's going to happen with the WBC with current things going on in the world. But, um, no. <laughs> what, what do you mean, Jennifer? Do you mean that Korea could be a dangerous place for us to all go and it may get cancelled? Mm. Do you have some insider information here? No, no, I don't. I just... No, I must admit, it's something that's... Obviously, with everything that's blown up there has been on my mind, and I'm sure he's on organisers' Did you, did you mean to say blown up, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I am Mr. Inappropriate. I apologise for anybody who's been offended by anything that I've ever said in my whole life. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's kind of your mean, fault for listening. Um, no, I, I mean, I think, I think things will be fine. Yeah. Like, I, I trust yeah. that things will be this fine. Will be but I think, um, I think I'm just hopeful maybe you'll, you'll reign a little bit longer. Actually, not, not because of that. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to shut up. Yeah, yeah. Really This is tired. my job, Jake. Can you please stop taking that away from me? Been um, backseat driving all day, now I'm backseat steaming. Indeed, indeed. Now, I mean, congratulations on winning the UKBC. Um, it's kind of a question that I'm sure lots of people have asked. But, like, obviously, nine times competing it, it has become... It's almost like you just know it now because it's been said so many times, you know, since winning and been so close so many times, yeah. uh, like half a point at one one yeah. stage and like, how does it feel to kind of be over that line now? Is it is it relief? Is it like being petrified of actually going to have to do yeah, the world I stage? Think, is it what is it? I think it'll be interesting to ask that question in a year or two. Yeah, like like right now it is still very new and very weird and for a long time I had competed and I thought not that I should win but that I that I could win yeah like that I had that I had the ability to make coffee and to say words to a well enough standard that I could win and I didn't and it wasn't because it, it wasn't because I wasn't as good as the other people or anything like that. It's just that that's the way the game works. And sometimes the coffee is the way you need it to be. And sometimes it isn't. But that I could do it if I could persist. And so that was kind of a goal. That was kind of a thing. It's like, we can do it and we can keep trying. And, um, and now that we've done that, there's this whole career thing, which is really scary in terms of not, not about like, I'm not even thinking about danger and geopolitics just it's scary to have to do it again on a bigger stage mm -hmm. to do competition and uh with a shorter timeline and think about that but 
putting that to one side, if you can put that to one side, like it's, it's a weird feeling to think that the thing that had come around each year is done. Yeah. It's not a goal that we need to worry about anymore. You see, I kind of see it a little bit differently that every time you've competed and, you know, it's been like you know, second or, yeah. you know, it's kind of, you've gone like, I wish I could go again now. And I yeah. could do it again now. And actually, you're in that position almost now where it's like you get the chance to go again yeah. after you've been practicing Working so on much. It and yeah, you know, so it's so fresh in your mind that it's not the same as starting to do another year of competition. It's the fact that you're starting with that base already yeah. built. And it's kind of like when you're training for a marathon that you know you, you have a base, and after you've run a marathon, Two, three weeks later, you can run a faster marathon. You know, <laughs> that, that, that gap to recover and kind of go, right, let's go again, means that, I mean, hopefully, when you get to the world stage, you're going to do something even better and you're going to be more trained and more in the, the flow of it all. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think at the moment, and it was two weeks ago. Uh, Is that all? Yeah, two, two and a half weeks. And there's, there's it feels a, like a lifetime ago. It feels like a lifetime. Uh, but we've been pretty busy and we've been, yeah. we've been running around a lot. But the, the biggest thing was, like, I had, I had I've competed in this competition a long time. I've wanted to win a long time. But there was a level of naivety in that I never really thought about what it's like afterwards. Mm. Like, you know, and I've had some... Well, it's really, almost dangerous to think about it afterwards, yeah, you, you know. So like, you, like, you like to be avoided. But yeah. I've had, you know, really good friends. There's been Maxwell, there's been John... Uh, you know, there are, there are people that I have watched win and go on and do things, but I've never really realised they do the thing and then they do all the work. Mm. And clearly it can be done. They've, they've all done that and they've all done wonderful things immediately afterwards and done different presentations on stages. But yeah, it, 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 it was not something I'd ever... that I hadn't realised that I hadn't considered that until afterwards. Yeah. You know, and, and part of the thing that I always wanted, the, the prize that you see from winning is where you get to WBC. And now I really have to think about WBC and what's that mean and how do you do that and what, what do you want to do on that stage? Well, simply, I, mean, I guess you've always had the luxury of you can get in a car and drive to yeah. wherever you're going to compete. And this is the first time that you can't get in a car to go where you're going. Yeah. So it's things like ingredients, it's things like you know, air travel and coffee, something that like we've had a lot of problems with in the past with competitors and just things like, you know, things arriving broken, damaged, you know, in if you're in the country that you're from, you know which shop to go to to get a replacement, whereas in, you know, in, in Seoul, that's going to be a little bit different. I think there is lots of safety nets taken away and part of the let's say that experience is useful in barista competitions but the most valuable thing is you know how to get around things like you pack your boxes properly yeah and you practice prep time and you know how to work your your prep time and your practice time so that you're not making silly mistakes during the actual routine yeah and all of those lessons i've learned in terms of how you do a national competition well Either they are no longer valuable or important, or every other person who's there has also had to learn all those lessons. Yeah. So it will definitely be much more of a level playing field at the beginning. There's no guarantees. There's no easy bits there. But it will be fun. Yeah. It will be fun. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess the other thing is like you're also competing in a group where there's 60 people in that group. And although with heats, you get to that point, they're not all competing within that side short by side. time. Yeah, side yeah, by yeah. Side, you're normally you know. competing against 12, 15 people. And at the end of the day, two or three of you are going to go back happy because you've, you know, you've got through, you get to go to the next round. You just, and yeah. well, it's also standing next to people who you've kind of read about on Tinternet and have just, yeah. you know, all of a sudden there's, it's a different group of people um, to, to the ones you're used to mixing in. Um, so what, what's, what's the things that's most exciting you about competing on that world stage? What is the one thing that you're kind of going, I can't wait to do that, I can't wait to... And what's the thing that's kind of... Like so, the biggest fear and kind of like almost challenge, if you like? So I mean, like, historically the thing, I was excited about the idea of, you know, you're in that circle and it's a, you know, it's a real event instead of a stage crammed into a trade show and you know with some people who I'm really sure what it is selling the audience this is a big thing yeah um and it doesn't you know I, not, I don't expect a big audience but people watch it and people like me watch it and that's yeah. fun I think the thing I'm probably most excited about is we're gonna have some fun over the next few weeks looking at things like new table setting like the with the new table layout and the new rules and actually being, being able to think about well if we have these options do we use them if we do use them how do we use them and that's going to be fun and trying to work out something we can do so that when we stand in that little space there is something exciting or fun to try and do yeah. and you know when you're trying to do something it might not be successful but it'll be fun mm -hmm. you know so whatever happens with this it will be a new thing yeah for you know for for me for us so. yeah and the biggest fear? Mm. Oh, the, big, the biggest fear is an easy one. This is what every single competitor in every barista Forget to put your trousers on. <laughs> forgetting to make coffee. <laughs> or forgetting to put cups in to catch the coffee or making some really silly mistake that is not down to your skill level but is just a pressure thing. It's just like, oh yeah, you're meant to stop the shots. I meant to do that. Yeah. You know, the, Colin can tell us something about that from his... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, stopping the yeah. pressing the button to stop pressing the shots the is a good and left-handed porta filters. Yeah. <laughs> we do silly things when we're on stage making coffee. Mm -hmm. but yeah. So, Jim, what are you looking forward to about uh, this weekend? So, the, this this Tampa tantrum. What's a, what's the one? Like, and uh, we know all the speakers are great. Mm. We know they're all good. They're all going to be amazing. Mm. But who's the one that you're looking forward to the most to, to hear what they're going to say? Because oh. you've had a little bit of insight into all of their presentations and what they're doing. Yeah. That's a hard one. Because I think... And this is genuinely not a diplomatic answer, but I think... Oh, oh. Don't, don't, she, don't She's looking forward to oh. everyone because they all have... They're all going to be amazing. No, no, I, I love just, them all. Just in the same way that the... Okay, well, I'll start. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just in the same way that we sort of drove New York... Uh, like the people that we asked to speak were based around like what we were interested in reading at the time and things like that like that and and all of those people incidentally brought a perspective on let's say bias to the table here I think we're seeing a bunch of perspectives on the future of coffee mm -hmm. and I think that's really cool that was like not intentional in the same way that New York was unintentional but also kind of intentional, if you know what I mean. Like, incidentally intentional. Yeah. Because of what I think we're all interested in. But if I had to pull it down 
Ugh, this is really hard. So I'm excited about Hannah because she's talking about something like she, well, she's talking about a few things that she's talked about before. She's talking about stuff that she's, she's doing it in a new way and there's new stuff and we're doing something on the side with them that I think is really exciting. So we're, we're offering the attendees that like anybody like during the coffee race can go and record a video with Hannah. She's going to interview them. And I think if I'm not mistaken, there are going to be little tiny in vitro baby coffee tree plants from the lab uh, that will be there. But, um, can I be interviewed as well? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, um, I'll take <laughs> so, it to Bolivia with me. That would be good. Excellent. Um, but to talk about like the future, of, like what are you, what are you excited about? Like what are you nervous about? Like and and all of that stuff. And then that's going to go into a video that they that will be broadcast around the world for International Coffee Day. That's you know like SCA is helping to push that. Out. Like, but like that's going to like reach a much broader audience, and I think um, hopefully drive an important message. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about Bill. Uh, you're saying you're going to say everybody here, aren't you, at this point? Because I said one, I didn't say all of them. I know, but I'm excited about them for different reasons. So, like, Bill, I'm excited about because that research was done at the Kansas State University, I think, um, or University of Kansas, one of them, and uh, the, the initial sort of 1950s research. Um, and I remember a long, long, long time ago... Um, oh, crap, my brain is so fried at the moment. I just lost the thought. Uh, who, Marco, our favorite friend at Marco, not Paul, Paul Stack, Stack. Oh. not Paul Stack. David Walsh. David Walsh, thank you. <laughs> David Walsh was looking for the original research on it, and it just so happens that my grandfather uh, went there and had taught there, and so he was able to connect us with someone who could get the original research to Dave. Um, but they're basically redoing this research, and so I'm super excited to see where that goes, and that's kind of what he's going to be talking about. Um, Ali, I'm excited about because it's Ali, like. And he he gave us a draft of his talk, like he performed his talk for us over Skype, and it was super alley in the sense that it was really honest and down to earth, but it was also like a perspective that I don't think many people will hear mm. usually, and I think it's important. Um, he told me the idea, but like that's the one I'm, and I'm excited for everybody as we all are, of mm. course. But like Ali's, I'm super excited for because one, I feel it's a little bit more of a an old school tantrum mm. talk if that makes sense and also I kind of spoke to him like two years ago about this that he wanted to present this yeah and it's been sitting on the back burner going mm. yeah we'll find the right opportunity and this just felt like the right opportunity it is the right opportunity yeah um and um like, my customers know Ali, mm -hmm. but I don't feel the rest of the specialty coffee community know him. And his story is just so intriguing and interesting mm -hmm. um, that it's kind of one that I feel needs to be told. Absolutely. It's, it, it's yeah. like, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, coffee farmers kind of get inherit some land and, you know, that's all they've ever done and yeah. they've never been anywhere else. And, yeah. you know, th this is a, a story of somebody who's had a million experiences all over the world yeah. and has gone back to... This yeah. almost skipping a generation. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I think that, that, that and, and the challenges of doing that, I think it's going to be super interesting for people. Like, I, I'm on a bit of a, a, a mission at the moment about getting the story of coffee producers over because mm. we talk about, no offence, Dale, but we talk about baristas mm. and we talk about their backgrounds and we, you know, they get a great platform. And then we talk about roasters and, and their. And then we superficially talk about producers. I think we talk about producers as it doesn't matter who the producer is or what the country is. We tell the same story about producers that they're all exceptional, that they're all this one guy, this one person, this one little family. Attention to really detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, there, and there is a story about good producers yeah. that's true. Mm -hmm. 
but it is not an individual story. And then when you talk to any real producers, you know, honestly, they all have very different stories and very different backgrounds. And the one, like, they grow coffee, but that's really the only thing that they have that unites them or makes them all the same. And Alejandro is a perfect example of somebody who's not, it's a very obvious different story. And he's also a really good one to tell his story because because he's spent time living in, let's say, in a different world mm-hmm. or in a, you know, in a, let's say, a consuming country and getting used to that. He's very good at communicating with people. Yeah, he can articulate yeah. that story. He, he empathizes yeah. with us probably better than we can empathize with, with most coffee yeah. producers yeah. with him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, that, that's the one that's like jumping out at me. Yeah. And, I, and I do feel it's like, a, and I love where, you know, Tab Chasm has evolved into this different kind yeah. of thing, but this just feels a little bit like something we would have done in 2012 if we'd had the opportunity. See, okay, but I think Trish's talk is actually quite reminiscent of what we would have yeah. done in 2012. So yeah. um, I think this is going to be really fascinating, what mm. she's, she's going to say. And, uh, yeah. It's exciting times. We live in exciting times. They certainly, certainly aren't dull. Certainly, certainly aren't dull. That's for sure. What a time to be alive! Oh goodness! And on that note, I think we should wrap it up and make this a a little bit of a shorter one because we're all tired. Uh, but we wanted to give you some content, some something interesting, and I think we've kind of covered lots of things in a short space of time. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Thank you, Dale. My pleasure. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for listening. Sorry about all this. Yeah. Over and in. <laughs> Close. <laughs> <laughs>